the difference between private label versus branding, how a hobbyist with some extra Java turned into the dominant force in the coffee space on Amazon. You want to hear the answers to this? It's right on the other side. Welcome back to the Wizards of Amazon podcast, your weekly blueprint for explosive success. I'm Carlos Alvarez, full-time successful Amazon seller and organizer of the largest Amazon seller meetup group in the world. Let's do this. Welcome to the Wizards of Amazon podcast, where we cover all things private label. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and I'm going to be your host for the show. Uh, today, I have a, uh, a friend, an amazing person who I've known now, I believe, what, like two and a half years? Uh, two and a half years now, something like that. Jamie Martis from the, the founder of Coffee Cult. Uh, Jamie, what's up? Oh, not much. Uh, thanks for having me, Carlos. I think it's been longer than two and a half years. Probably. Three and a half, four, something. It seems like it's been forever. Things move so fast in e-commerce that uh, yesterday, it seems like a long time ago. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, I think the first time we met was at a, at a pub. I was hosting an Amazon seller meetup group. You came to a few. And you are obviously a very knowledgeable seller when it comes to Amazon. But the day that's most memorable for me is we were hosting an event at, I don't know if you remember, we were hosting an event at Macondo Coffee Roaster and you had to go early. You had something to do and we stepped outside to talk and you literally showed me your brand, like what you sold because I think you were offering me a bag or something. And I was blown away because I was was and still am on subscribe and save because it's the best coffee I've ever had, coffee cult. So I'm like, this is the man. <laughs> I, I remember that. I, I, I actually brought you coffee. I was like, oh, I have something for you outside. And, um, and you're like, oh, I love this coffee. I was like, no, come on. And, you're no, like, really, I really yeah. and that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's amazing. It was, uh, I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, in, in this podcast, me just having an unfair advantage and knowing how passionate you are about what you do, I, I wanted to share that and have the listeners be able to uh, get to know you and, and how Coffee Cult came to be. I think it's an amazing story. Uh, before we dive too deep into Coffee Cult and, and how you, you know, dominate on Amazon with this brand, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Um, sure. I, I'm a transplant. I've lived all over the United States. I've traveled uh, lots of places in the world. We, um, my main core business used to be staging and production, uh, most, mainly live events, concerts, things of that sort. And in that business, uh, you either drink a lot of coffee or you do a lot of cocaine. So uh, I, since uh, I couldn't afford cocaine, then coffee was my only other choice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, I, I used to have a, a, my, old, my old staging production life was, was a lot of fun. And it still is. I still have a production company. The, um, and then I wound up in South Florida because the weather here is awesome and cost of living used to be inexpensive. I don't know if that's the case anymore, but, um, so, uh, I was in South Florida and I was originally from Los Angeles where I moved here from and the coffee in Los Angeles was a lot better than it was in here in South Florida. So I wanted to, I wanted better coffee and that. That's really how Coffee Cold started was my quest for better coffee. My wife and I with crazy jobs always said when we retired that we would uh, that we would sell coffee or have a coffee shop or something something as my son my sixteen year old would say would be chill so have a chill uh, 
something chill. <laughs> something chill. But, so your uh, wife's a coffee drinker too. Oh yeah, she's my she's my uh, my number one addict. All right. Or she refers to me as her dealer. <laughs> like the coffee dealer. I like it. Yes, absolutely. And so, so literally you just had a passion for coffee. You didn't, you, you come to Miami or you come to South Florida and you don't like the, the quality of coffee that you're experiencing in South Florida. What were you drinking pr- prior? So one, <laughs> it's funny you ask. No one's ever asked me that before. What I drink before coffee cold. And I still drink all types of different coffees, people's coffees. I'm friends with lots of different coffee roasters. Coffee is one of those things that you can have a cup and then have another cup and another cup and try them all. Um, and I like to enjoy all of the coffees uh, from, from uh, inexpensive, inexpensive to a couple hundred dollars a pound coffee just because they're all different. And every, there's, in the coffee business, there's, some, there's a coffee for everyone, which is really important. But I'm beating around the bush. So back in the day when I started Coffee Cult, I had a, I had a Jura espresso machine, which I still do. Jura espresso machines for your house. All my coffee snob friends are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. But they are the best machines. I love them. There's a reason they cost $3,000. And they are, I love the Jura espresso machine. So, and uh, in my Jura, uh, the distributor distributes Illy as well. So I was drinking Illy coffee beans, which are not bad. They're very, it's, it's a pretty decent coffee for a mass produced coffee. All right. So good. I asked a question that nobody else has asked before. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. Prior to, to us officially meeting at, at that meetup group, I've done really well on Amazon in the coffee space with accessories and stuff like that. Uh, my only failed attempt at starting something on Amazon in the beginning actually was attempting beans for a very short-lived period of time. And I was just completely ignorant of the ways of Amazon and everything like that. So it never happened. But I considered myself extremely knowledgeable uh, when it came to coffee and being around you and actually being able to go to coffee cult and hearing you talk and you introducing me to cupping and stuff like that. I realized just how little I know about coffee um, coming around you. And I guess I had never been just exposed to the world of it. It's, it's, it's insane. The coffee industry is awesome. I've met so many amazing people around the world uh, from coffee industry. I have uh, learned great things. Uh, I've learned more about coffee than I ever thought was possible to know about coffee. And I don't, I consider myself not that knowledgeable compared to some of my friends. There's some people that also need to find more hobbies other than, uh, <laughs> other than coffee. They know a little too much about coffee, I would say, but uh, it gets down to the types of roots on the plants and what's sustainable for the farmer. It, the, the coffee industry goes, goes that deep, which is really Really cool. And I'm a dork. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dork. <laughs> You're a coffee dork. Yeah. So you come to South Florida. I think most people, I know myself and I'm a little, I, when I, when I sink my teeth into something, I run with it, but, but myself, I can, I can imagine, I don't like the type of coffee that's here. I, I may decide to, you know, bite the bullet and get the, the, the best that I can find, or maybe I create this weird little blend just for myself. You went way beyond that. <laughs> Walk me through that process. Why didn't you do any of those other two? I'm doing air quotes, normal things here and instead create this empire. Like what happened there? I don't do anything normal. That's just, it's my family history. My father, uh, he, when he's a ham radio guy and he had half of his house was radios and amplifiers and, and, and look like NASA outside his house. Go big or go home. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go then. But um, so 
when I was when I was researching coffee and I wanted to read uh, to roast coffee, I read a lot. And this is back before you could go on YouTube and learn how to roast coffee. I actually had to search and beg people to sell me coffee, green coffee. It, it was amazing. And finding a coffee roaster was was really difficult. So I read a lot of things that said you should buy a bigger machine than you need because you're going to outgrow it. And fortunately, I had the means to buy a bigger machine, but I bought a 12 kilo coffee roaster and I probably really needed like a one kilo coffee roaster. But so I had this 12 kilo coffee roaster and I wanted to roast three or four different types of coffee and the minimum I could roast in that was eight pounds. So I would have 16, 32 pounds of coffee every week and I can't consume that. So I just started giving it out to my, my friends and my customers for my staging my staging production business. So it's something that, that people are like, Oh, I'm Sidram's here. My, the name of my other company is Sidram. So uh, people say, Oh, Sidram's here. They come to us and, and want to get coffee. So we're like, Oh, here. So we're just giving out coffee just for fun. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was a cool time. You have excess coffee. Uh, basically it was, you were forced in because of the size of the machine you got. Correct. Yes. And it forced you to create this extra stuff, would force you instead of throwing stuff away, exposing it to people. And they obviously loved it. Yeah, it, it worked out pretty good. And people were like, oh, can I have some more? And then my mother came to visit and I was like, oh, you got to see my new coffee roasters. I'm super proud of it. Like, oh, this is great. You should sell coffee on Amazon. I'm like, mom, I don't want to sell coffee. I'm not in the business of selling coffee. I don't want to sell coffee. I want to roast coffee. My stage business does really well. I'll go make a ton of money on a weekend and not work hard for a few weeks. I'm good with it. I don't want to go chase $4 a bag of coffee. Not what I want to do. So now I've, I've met your mom. I'm glad you brought it up. She's an amazing woman. She is driven. And uh, since you brought it up, so your mom is the first person to bring up Amazon to you prior. I guess you were a shopper, but you did not sell anything on Amazon. Correct. That is correct. I wasn't even really a shopper on Amazon. I was like, Amazon, I don't care. It wasn't, that was back in 14. So it was before I ordered everything on Amazon, I guess. Okay. So 2014, that's what I was going to ask. Like more or less, what date are we talking about? So how, what was your briefly, like, how did your mom get exposed to Amazon? Because normally when people are talking about it, it's the, it's the younger generation that kind of hears about it and is telling the older generation. But in this case, your mom was doing it apparently so much so that she wanted you to come along for the ride. Yeah, so my mother actually was an original ASM, or I think I don't even know because I wasn't even around back then. But it was the first, uh, right? Them, some guys that do some classes, and it was how to sell books on Amazon. That's mm -hmm. how far she goes back, back on the platform, and she she actually quit her. She is a real estate appraiser, and she stopped appraising real estate and was selling on Amazon full time. She actually gave up a very lucrative. Uh, a company or a position or job to sell on Amazon full time, and has ever since she left uh, appraising real estate, she does really. She still does well. Yeah, on Amazon. On Amazon, that's all she does. Okay, so so you gave her a hard no. You weren't going to do coffee. What did she start getting? Some of your free coffee and selling it on the side. Like, how does it get to Amazon? No, so she visited me again. She texts me. She leaves. She's like, "You should sell on Amazon. You can make money." I'm like. I don't care about making money. I want to roast coffee. I, I, I enjoy the coffee. I don't want to stress out about coffee. The coffee is, um, it, it's the coffee and I like it and I don't want it to be difficult. And she would not leave me alone. She's like, no, I did all the research on it and this is what it is. And 
back in the in 2014, the space was a lot different. There weren't as much, there wasn't as much competition. Um, but I never really considered there to be competition on, on, on Amazon, not because I'm arrogant, but just because I never really wanted to sell coffee. It was not my, wasn't my, my intention. So uh, she's like, Oh, she set me up. She's like, I'll help you set up your account. I'm like, no, no, no. So she came back in like a month or so. And she would not leave me alone. I'm like, okay. So she helps me set up. I would go to seller central and we set up account. Okay. That's fine. Now I have a, a thing. Um, I go to my office on a Monday and I tell my, my, my assistant, I say, we got to ship some coffee to Amazon. So I'm going to roast some coffee. My old, the old days was I would, I would work production and then all day. And then at like four o'clock before I went home for the day, I'd roast a batch of coffee just so I would have some fresh coffee for the next day or for whatever I was doing or take it to my friends. And, and um, so I come in, I'm like, I roast some coffee. And I remember we roast, we used to ship eight bags per box and we, sh- we send in, I think eight boxes of coffee, 32 bags of coffee or something like that. It was gone like two days. Th- those first sales though, did they happen organically? Once you got it up there, were you mentioning it? Do you think your mom behind the scenes was saying, this is my son's coffee, get it. I want him hooked on Amazon. Like how, how do you think those first sales happened? Well, like the truth of, well, the truth is, is that since as like buying a coffee roaster, I do everything like full blown. So I decided I was shipping coffee to Amazon. So that meant I was going to immerse myself in the Amazon world, not because I wanted to make money, but I, I just, I love to be the best and I learn and I love to learn things. Most, most importantly, I love learning things. So I was like, okay. So my mom hooked me. This is back when review groups were still big, where they, where they weren't against the rules right. and, and coupons. So we, I, we went all for it. Um, also, it was okay. That's that's cool. I, I see. I didn't even know that part in the beginning. Well, everybody was at that point. It was it was normal. Yeah, hundred percent off. It was a solid strategy. Yeah, I think a lot of the rules that they have now are because I because of me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But, uh, some of them definitely are because. Okay, then then the thirty two bags they sell. Yeah, they sold. They sold. So you, you out of stock. You ran out of stock. Yes, oh, we ran out of stock. You were using FBA. Correct. And. It, Back in the day, they were in Florida. They used to sh- make us ship all the way to California. It was costing us, a, I remember, it was $1.25 per unit shipping cost for us to get to California. We were shipping UPS, uh, UPS Ground, uh, Amazon Partner, and um, that's what it cost us. It was, it was expensive. Okay. I know. I, I, California for each bag? Yeah, that's, that's insane. So, yeah, yeah UPS, that's, too. It wasn't even it wasn't LTL. Now, like, now it's LTL. Hopefully, you're getting Opalaka or something like that now. No, now it's North Carolina, but it's a tractor trailer now. So you've progressed past 32 bags, to say the least. Yes. So, okay. uh, and so in 2014, we did a lot of giveaways back then, and um, it was it was good. So, and Amazon was growing a lot at that point as well, and I think it's still growing. I don't think it's growing as fast. It's definitely still growing, but. Um, so our growth, besides our our giveaways and our marketing, that um, we we basically grew with them. Okay, a lot with Amazon. All right. So holding off on on, we're going to come back to this on your successes on Amazon. I feel like I'd be remiss if anyone has not seen the Coffee Cult brand. First of all, if you, if you haven't seen it, you don't drink coffee or you haven't drinking real coffee. If you haven't seen it, the branding, and you can tell the love and thought that went into the branding and the creation of it on the other side is pretty amazing. So 
where did you get the name coffee cult coffee with a k cult with a k the squirrel everything like who who who, who created that how did that come to life well coffee cult with a k comes from because the domain coffee cult with a c was taken but which we now own <laughs> believe it or not um which is pretty cool we now we now own that but um it, it, it was different so a lot of our packaging uh, the, I, I personally designed our packaging and it's designed uh, in your face. Uh, this is what it is, uh, not losing the message to the customer. So uh, when, when we, we designed our first printed bags, I took it to, I made this, I made the original design and I took it to a packaging guy. I said, here, can you help me with this? Because I didn't know about putting, putting uh, graphics on die lines and stuff like that. I, I knew how to roast coffee. I could build it to a stage. Um, I understand how to like, do some some Photoshop or some Illustrator, but uh, this is not not my profession. So they said this packaging is horrible. You're never going to be successful with this. I said why? They said because you got to put dark roast big and coffee coat little, little. And I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. I want it to be coffee coat big, and then whatever's in the bags little. So um, and it's black and white, uh, kind of like how I am. You and you either love me or you hate me. Uh, I either like it or I don't like it. Uh, there's really not a lot of gray area with me. So. That's where the, the, the brand came from and our package design. And, and out the gate, though, those first 32 obviously were not as jazzed up as they are now. Because even I've seen some, some evolution in the branding and the bags and stuff like that since we met. So how, how much different was that packaging for your brand and what you represented from when you began to what it looks like now? That packaging actually is, is, is a true Amazon story. Even though I manufacture our own product, uh, that package was just a blank package and a printed label on top of it uh, wow. on the front and the back with the requirements uh, with the little cut. When our original bag was uh, a cut off top where you had to cut the top off and it had a 10, uh, a, a 10 tie seal. Our packaging has evolved actually. And we've learned, I've learned a lot. And as a company, we've learned a lot from Amazon and the Amazon customers and learning to listen to an Amazon customers. And it's not always your competitors trying to bash you. It's just, Customers are, that's what customers are saying and, um, and fixing and fixing problems and making a better product for the customer. Absolutely. That's, that's gospel right there. So, okay. So we got the branding. I, I want to go back to Amazon. So you, your mom was one of the first ASMers. You were in it when Amazon, when it was in its most explosive growth streak, you have an, uh, streak, you have an amazing product and you're, you're a sponge. I know it. You mentioned it. You're a sponge on absorbing things. You don't want to be second in anything. So, so you're really good at selling at this point. Why, why not use that knowledge that you have in launching and, and sourcing and all that there and launch other types of products outside of coffee? It was never about making money and it's still, I mean, we still have to make money to have a successful company, but it's not about, for me, it's about manufacturing coffee. That's really all I wanted to do in the Amazon space. And I never, I never really wanted to be there to begin with other than uh, someone was like, oh, you should do this. It was a good idea. I was like, okay, whatever, we'll do it. So you'll leave me alone. Um, it's never been about expanding, it's about staying focused. So one thing that I do believe on and is if as a company, if we, we stay focused as a brand, then we will be successful. Um, I see a lot of, there's a couple different business models on Amazon. So our, my, the coffee cold business model is uh, being coffee cold. That's what we are and that's what we do. So um, we produce coffee products. We have other products. You go to our website, you can buy coffee cold mugs and all these things. But um, 
some things on Amazon drive me crazy. Like we got a travel mug. It's made by Clean Canteen. There are a bunch of coffee companies have. We got flagged for interrupt and intellectual property rights. Uh, really? When I buy it from them, and I, I call the manufacturer, and I was like, "Hey, what's up with this? Why are you guys reporting this to Amazon?" They're like, "We're not reporting to Amazon." And it was like this big argue, this big thing with Amazon. I'm like, "It's not even worth for us to sell uh, somebody else's product with our name on it on Amazon because it just creates hassle." So I like to uh, work on things that we can control, or stay in your zone of genius. Stay, well, stay in our zone, stay in our lane. Jack of all trades is master of none. Um, okay. So what would you say to somebody right now that wanted to get in and they decided they had, say they had the same passion as you. They didn't use one of these tools to just say, oh, we think even though they wouldn't show an opportunity, but they have this passion that you have about getting into coffee and someone's telling them, you know, you, you should really check out Amazon. You should sell on Amazon. You can do good on Amazon. Like what, what advice or what would you tell them right now? Stick to just roasting coffee for yourself. <laughs> Stick to just roasting coffee for yourself. Just roast coffee for yourself and your friends. That's what I would tell myself now. If I, if, if I was, I would stop. Don't do that. Um, no. Amazon's a different place now than it was in 2014. Absolutely. Very, and the coffee, the coffee segment is very competitive, which I didn't know when I started because I didn't care. I didn't do any research. I didn't know anything about Amazon. I was like, oh, Okay, my mom says I should go sell coffee on Amazon, and um, I don't really want to, but she's bothering me about it. People seem to like my coffee, so okay, so amazing. So, so we did it, but the coffee segment and the uh, I meet people in the the supplements segment all the time. I'm like, how do you guys do? I think that's competitive, but coffee's uh, just as competitive as as supplements. Oh, um, yeah. it, it, the co- the coffee segment's changed actually quite a bit on Amazon in the last couple of years. With some things that they're do that uh, retail's doing, but um, for the most part, it, it's still competitive. But right now, if you can't, if you don't have a, a a brand, you have to sell a brand. So it doesn't really matter. And I think that's really what I would tell somebody. It doesn't matter if they're in the coffee segment or any other segment. I would tell them they absolutely have to have a brand. Uh, don't try to sell one product. Try to sell your brand, and that's what really what Coffee Cult's about. The brand is about awesome coffee. We are. It's the best coffee. If you come to our building, the one thing I hope I tell people, I hope they understand is how much we love coffee and how dedicated to coffee that we are. Absolutely. Um, and that, that's the important part. You got to have a brand and you got to tell your story. Absolutely. And, and touching on a little more of, of your actual location, um, you, you actually sponsor one of the South Florida FBA Amazon meetup groups and, and open your doors to Coffee Cult. Uh, the actual location, and 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 we've gone on tours there. You can see the love that's put in there, and it's definitely not a fly by night. The investment that it takes to 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 do that is is just amazing, and uh, the group's extremely appreciative. Oh, thank you. We love having the group. We love having uh, the Amazon meetup there. That building we've paid for and cat. We basically own everything. Um, it's, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to encourage people because right. that building. And all that equipment is paid for from Amazon. Cash. Right. What would you What would you do differently, uh, knowing what you know now? When if you were to go back and start Coffee Call, knowing what you know now, I, I go and I look. I look at this because um, we we at Coffee Call we look every day. We look at where we are, where we've been, and where we're going. It's super important. Uh, all three of those things uh, work together. So I, I look back and I say, oh. sometimes I like. 
how do we get here? How do we have an awesome coffee facility like this? I really don't. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, I don't know how we did. <laughs> because it's, it's um, I don't know how sometimes we have, we have two, our coffee roasters are Loring coffee roasters. They're the best in the world. Um, they do some awesome things. Uh, are we, we log all of our batches. Uh, there's no CO2, no, no carbon monoxide out. We burn all the air out of our building. So we're environmentally friendly. Um, so I don't know. And I don't know what, how we got here. Well, I know how we got here from a lot of hard work and uh, me being broke most of the time, but great coffee <laughs> uh, and, and making great coffee. But uh, it's real important that people look at where, at, where they want to go and to set goals. Goal setting is probably the most important thing we do on a daily basis. If it's how much coffee we're roasting that day, uh, how much coffee we want to sell that day, uh, goal setting is super important. As a brand, I want to touch on this, and this one just popped up right now in my head, but as a brand, what what off Amazon things do you do as a brand to maybe uh, gain awareness so people wind up shopping on Amazon or, you know, social media, sponsors? What, what if anything, do you do with your brand off of Amazon? I think off-brand marketing is just as important or more important than Amazon PPC. I think that, um, so for us as a brand, we're the Florida Panthers sponsor. We're the uh, Florida Panthers coffee. Um, that took a long time to get a long, that's, that's a real, the NHL is a real serious organization. Yeah. We had to prove ourselves to them that we weren't just a small little company that, that we had to show that we could actually do what we, what they needed us to do, uh, which that is probably one of the best things that we do right now. Uh, we do a lot of festivals. We do a lot of giveaways. Um, we go out to uh, festivals and we'll have a booth and we'll give samples away for coffee. Um, we do a lot of uh, community development in around us. Um, there's a daycare down the street that is all coffee cold out and uh, it's in a lower economic class. And uh, the kids at the daycare, their parents need to go to work and they're, they got to go here. So we've donated tents to them so they can be outside and not be in the sun because we're in Florida. Um, we, do, we, we do a lot of non-Amazon things. And, and, and you'd say that it's just as important or more than your Amazon for purposes of sales on Amazon, um, eyeballs, organic rank. You'd say it's just as important or more than Amazon PPC on Amazon. Correct. Branding. Because the idea is you want to create a brand that people know. So uh, people don't get to and, and we, we have a new Facebook uh they have a new Facebook rep for advertising. We, we learned some things from them recently, and we, we're doing it outside of our online advertising of, of exposing people to our brand. Um, people buy, uh, well, people use or, or use a service or hire someone of first they have to know you and then they have to like you. And then they'll, then they might buy your product. Um, so those are the things that, that uh, we want people to know who we are. We want people to know what we believe in, sustainable coffee farms, things like that. So um, then after they know that, they'll buy it. And you can't tell, necessarily tell that story all the time on an Amazon PPC, uh, a pay-per-click, so, or whatever. The, I, I call it PPC, but uh, there's lots of different names and programs now. But 
you have to tell, you want to tell your, your, your branding story. And that's, and to get that across, you can't do that online all the time. You can do it with videos. Videos are very important, I think, on social. But getting out into the community is really important. It doesn't matter if you're coffee or you sell toenail clippers or you sell vitamins. I think it's really important that you get out in your community because you want people to know your brand. Okay. That's extremely well said. So for the people that say, um, and I'm in agreement with you, but just so I can, I can ask it, the... For, it seems like in the Amazon space right now, most people believe, you know what? I'm just going to file for a trademark and get a GS1. That means I have a brand. That's what? not a brand. That's a paper brand. A brand is something people can get behind. It's something people will come back to, something people trust. That's a brand. That's a quote right there. I'm, I'm getting a bumper sticker. That's right there. That's, that's it. Um, Jamie, is there anything else you'd like to add? How can people reach you and maybe ask about Amazon or coffee or coffee cold? Um, how can, what's the easiest way for someone to get your coffee? Uh, best way to get our coffee is go to Amazon, type in coffee in the keyword search and uh, buy coffee with a good valid, uh, Amazon account. That's the best way to buy. Um, so you can buy it from our website, coffeecult.com, uh, with K's you can, uh, we're on Amazon, uh, we're in some retail stores, but, uh, you can find us on Facebook, coffee, cult coffee roasters. You can find us on Twitter at coffee cult. You can find us on Instagram at coffee cult. You can find us on TikTok at Coffee Cult. You can find. I'm dying uh, to see we, the TikTok. We 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 have a, a um, our social media staff now is awesome. So uh, Sarah's there. Big shout out to Sarah. She does a great job. She handles customer service as well. Um, but it's our, our our brand is awesome, but our staff is just as awesome, and that's really probably the most important thing is having great people behind you and having great resources. Because other than that, uh, having a, a, a GS one and a and a and a trademark. That doesn't mean anything. There's lots of GS1s and there are lots of trademarks. Like a paper brand, a paper tiger, but a paper brand. Paper brand. Exactly. That's amazing. I'm not, I'm totally going to steal that term that <laughs> I just got from you on that one. Uh, Jamie, you're amazing. You're a legend. I love what you do when it comes to branding. Uh, branding and, and niching down really uh, is, is going to be foundational for this podcast. And the first episode I had on it, like you were the, not even a close second when it came to that. So I really appreciate your time. I want to wrap it up. I've already had you on here for a while. Um, thank you so much for jumping on the show. And anybody that's listening, go out there and buy Coffee Cold. I, you will not be disappointed. Coffee Cold with K's. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks, Carlos. Liked what you heard and want to stay connected? Join our Facebook group or find me anywhere on social media at Wizards of Amazon or text the word Amazon to 69922. 